have you checked out our new podcast here on the network? If you're looking for niceness, this is not it. Nope. <laughs> real topics, real conversation. Of course, you had to go open up a can of worms. <laughs> I did. And probably a little bit of controversy. Or, like, I'm, I'm very blunt or whatever. It, it's only because, like, I really try to, like, say what's on my mind. It is, like, you kind of knew what was... If you know who I am and you know what kind of person I am, like, you knew it was coming. I'm Jason Klaus. Join me and Amy Sheridan every week on The Real Podcast on the PFC Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a Close to the Heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus, and over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things, worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. Welcome to my show, and on here we will discuss a variety of different topics from sports to entertainment to pop culture, but above all else, we will discuss how we can make a positive difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. I may go on rants, I may go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart Podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Good thing this isn't a video presentation this week, although, you know, we should probably do that, too, because we're going to be doing that across the board periodically. Gets yeah, pretty good reviews. Yeah. Yeah, your lighting currently looks like... Oh, it looks like shit. I know. Well, it looks like you could possibly have someone in your basement, (laughs) like, being held hostage. (laughs) (laughs) No, it, uh, I, I turn the, the overheads off and just have these lamps on because... (laughs) Um, Ambiance? No, that was not even the ambiance. It's just you know, I'm, I don't want bright lights. You know, these are a more softer hue. Ah, uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Uh, what I, you know, I think I'm just going to keep, keep that whole banter on here, Nicole, you know, 
the uh, little, little bit of a sneak peek behind the scenes, as it were, as to what kind of shenanigans that we actually talk about before we go on the air. Well, they just got kind of a clip of that. How are you? Fabulous. Fabulous. I didn't even let you do your uh, your your catchphrase. So joining me from her home in Newark, Ohio, Nikki Falsoni. Hello, hello, Nicole. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> Ooh, you got it twice. I did. Listen, last week I said something to the effect of, um, I wasn't sure if you had gotten that in when you made your return to the show. Your mm-hmm. your 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 signature catchphrase there and like i specifically remember thinking god i don't remember her saying that and you were adamant that you did Mm -hmm. and you were right i went back and listened to it i was wrong and i'm i apologize so can i get can i get that into a sound clip no can we just just add that to the board no (laughs) I mean, if you want to go through the trouble of doing it your own way, like if you hold a tape recorder up to your speaker or something like that, you you can go through the all that bullshit, but I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> How's things? Going, going. It has been rainy and gross, mm-hmm. but otherwise it is cooling down a little bit, which is nice. Um, our oldest is playing football, and I'm very well may have touched on this last week but his game last weekend it was so hot I had sunburn across the top of my legs because I was wearing shorts Mm. and like his game was like 2 30 in the afternoon and I'm like that is not football weather to me right sweating is not football weather it is hoodies and jeans and a blanket across your lap and a something like warm beverage or tailgating and that kind of stuff yeah i'm not trying to sweat and get sunburned at watching football like it's just not so i'm ready for the fall and all that brings but this rain is like yeah we've we've had that too over the course of you know we're recording this over uh labor day weekend and uh, it, I mean, full disclosure, this is our second attempt at recording episode 146. And we'll touch on it here a little bit. Like you and I, we were going to tackle a pretty s- sensitive topic. And um, I got pretty emotional and pretty fired up on that particular show. And when I went back and started listening to it, uh, for for editing purposes, I was just like, there is no way I can put this on on the air. Um, nothing that you did wrong, Nicole. It was a hundred percent on me, and like I just there was just no shit in way. So I said, you know, I I texted you and I was like, hey, this th- we got to redo this, and um, we were. I had contemplated on, are we going to just try this particular topic again or am i gonna kind of shift focus here and i i i decided well i mean at the 11th hour literally as you and i were doing doing the crosstalk i'm like look 
I need something a little bit more lighthearted this week. I can't be tackling a bunch of serious, you know, conversation right now. I just, I just can't. Not without the risk of me just completely losing my shit on the air, and nobody wants to listen to that. So uh, we do have something of a fun topic. Um, we'll get to it here momentarily, but uh, I mean, b- before we do, uh, Nicole, we we, we kind of joke about it all the time, um, but there are over 75 new items that were uh, added to the online store over the course of this weekend. Uh, that's over at cafepress.com forward slash PFC network. Uh, I don't, and I know you, you know, the news and for those who haven't heard, if you don't follow the other shows or the network Facebook page, we have new additions joining the podcast family here. I'm pretty excited about it. Have, have you been keeping tabs on this? Of course. <laughs> um, a new show is going to debut on um, Wednesday. It is Power Tripping Through the 80s with my friend and former tag team partner in the MWO, Sean Krugel. He performs as Levi Blue. And um, very excited about this this particular endeavor because it gives us a chance to do deep dives on on the aspects of our childhood and ultimately what was a contributor to who and what we are today <laughs> it's so fun. fun yeah yeah Love looking that. forward to that looking forward to that so hopefully uh we've got two episodes re- recorded all already the, the first two weeks are done and uh like the the next show that I'm very excited about talking about, which would be episode three, we're doing a deep dive on Back to the Future, and it's going to be pretty cool. Look forward to it. Um, I love that. Yeah. So just different aspects of the '80s, like because to me, I think like food and fashion and music, and there's just so many different. Yeah, all of it. Aspects of it. I love you know, that. you know, news, the headlines. You know, we were. As you'll hear on, on on the debut episode, we touched on a couple of things as examples of what we could be talking about, like like the Challenger explosion. Mm. And, and, you know, as I think about that, like I think about the the disasters that, that took place in the 80s, both here and internationally. But I think of like the eruption of Mount St. Helens in 1980 just like i don't think p- people really fully grasped the magnitude of devastation that that was you know i mean it was a big damn deal when when that happened in that four years old when that took place like i kind of like i remember my parents being very concerned about mount st helens because of the impact it could have on the people around the around that area um, and obviously for us later on, the, the challenger explosion, just because of, you know, everything that went into that Iran Contra affair, but then we start talking about movies and the TV shows and music and like MTV will probably have its own episode. I mean, just these, these different aspects that made the eighties, what they were. And, you know, that was really the rise of technology to what we would see here and now. I mean, it started then, 
I mean, there was, you know, some shit that happened in, in, in the seventies, but in, on like a mainstream scale, like it started with the eighties and it just come, it just continues to this day to just evolve and improve and this and that. And it's like, holy shit. I, I, it, it allows us this time to go back and revisit a much simpler time in our lives. And it's going to be pretty cool. Looking That's forward exciting. to it. Yeah, when you were talking about, you're like, about things that happened in the 80s. I'm like, Haley's Comet, because I was convinced it was going to wipe out our... <laughs> oh, man. That's a good that one. I got to write that down. Haley's Comet. That's a good one. Yep, that was a... That was... That was something else. I remember hiding behind my parents' couch. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Thinking the comet was like gonna take out some, I don't know. Those. So this is what it must have been like on Krypton right before. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Good lord! That's yeah. fun. Yep. All right, we're gonna tackle a list, Nicole. What? <laughs> where? Where's it? Where did you find this list? <laughs> I was just gonna say this. This is fun because we're we're gonna poke fun at this, I have no doubt. But it was funny how it materialized because when I said during the crosstalk, I need to find a lighter topic, a lighter list. And as I was on my phone, you were on your computer and I said, just for shits and giggles, I'm gonna look up our friends <laughs> over at listwoo.com. And you're like, shut the fuck up. That's what I'm Googling that right now, too. So um, <laughs> it was just kind of funny that we were we both had had the same idea like that. And, uh, you know, we <laughs> we tackled a list woo list before and like it was complete dog shit. And it became like a running joke in in subsequent <laughs> episodes. So I'm like, well, look. You know, it's been a while since we visited listwoo.com, so let's take a gander. And we found a list here that we're going to tackle. Um, yeah, there it is. This is the top 10 geek movies, Nicole. Yeah. Geek movies. Um, now, their, their description for a geek movie is as follows. Geek movies are a must for... <laughs> Or any geek and to accommodate the geek tendency to seek order in any chaos list woo offers the opportunity <laughs> to rate the top 10 geek movies and thereby once and for all award the champion title to the best geek movie ever produced list woo the fine folks at this particular website have a very high opinion of themselves do they not they certainly do. I don't want to be that guy, but it kind of feels like there's a like an underground layer of douchebaggery that goes on, but I can respect it because they have established themselves as a form of entertainment for me because of just how they they present themselves here. So I can appreciate that. It's their way of trying trying to low key stand out. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. you're 
they're not going to be on the, the number one spot in the search bar when you look for fun lists to talk about on podcasts. Um, yeah, I think I think you're more apt to find like BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, with any list, Nicole, these it's obviously very individualized. You know, it's all based on what your particular likes are, what, what I like. You may not, vice versa. And like I kind of scrolled through the list here, the top 10 geek movies according to listwoo.com. And uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that every time I can. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, there's no sign of Ric Flair anywhere on this place. (laughs) No. 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 Listen, can I just do this? You brought him up. Can I? And I know we don't really talk about wrestling on on this show. We tend to save that for the Turnbuckle Time Machine, which drops every other Monday here on the PFC Podcast Network. Um, The next episode will be September the 12th. But uh, um, anyway, uh, Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, Ric Flair. um, He just needs to stop. Okay? Like, he's... And I know you probably don't follow wrestling in general, unless something comes across the mainstream radar. I get that. But like Ric Flair is at a point now, and it take nothing away from what the man's done throughout his career, this, that, and the other thing. But like this, he just had what was billed as his last match at 70 something years old. And it was it was everything you didn't want it to be. You know what I mean? Like he tried, but you know, it's a shell of his of his former self. And like stick to the commercials for carshield.com and they're doing like woo wings now down south in Alabama and the Carolinas. And I mean that's cool. You want to stay in the limelight, do that shit. But man, you gotta it's almost getting to a point to where I just wish he, I don't. He's destroying his legacy. Yeah, that's it. I feel like, like he's, he's 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 making himself like a parody, a mockery, a parody. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I'm like not mockery, like it is, but no, a parody. No, one hundred percent. Because like I'll periodically see things pop up, and I'm like. With celebrities or athletes or something, I'm like, just stop. Just yeah. like leave people wanting more, not wishing you would really retire. <laughs> like, wishing, well, yeah, wanting more, not having too much. Look, okay, we're we've seen stop because it's becoming a running joke now that. There's rumor that they're going to, he's trying to get another match. And it's like, dude, are you trying to die in the ring? And like, it's becoming a running joke among the IWC, the internet wrestling community. Like, okay. he's just going to keep booking himself until he legitimately dies in a wrestling ring. And like, he's mentioned that before himself. And I think to myself, well, as you are doing this in the condition that you are, um, like you're 
you're kind of trying to write your own script as to how your story ends, but how how fair is that? How fair is that to the fans that may be in attendance on that day? If, if God forbid something like that was to happen, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just weird. Like the whole thing is just getting fucking weird. And yeah. it is, it is making me start to look at him and have different feelings about him. Like, stop. We get it. You're Ric Flair. You, you, but enough's enough. It, it's getting, it's getting alarming. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and not only that, I mean, he's 73 years old, which, I, you know, I mean, kudos to him for wanting to stay active in that kind of stuff, but at what point, I mean, he has kids, so if I saw my parent or someone I cared about, I'd be like, okay, is this some sort of, what's going on here? Right. Like, yeah, I just, I just, I guess I'm just surprised, and I mean, not that you don't want to support your parent or your family or your friend or whatever, but at some point it just seems like you would intervene and be like, Hey, you know, like let's keep them wanting more and let's really enjoy retirement. And I don't know. You just become like the laughing stock and people aren't laughing with you. They're laughing at you. Right. You know, and they always say, and we'll get back on topic here. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. They always say that professional wrestlers never truly retire. Now, there are some that have really made an effort to stay retired. Um, And I feel like that there are some like The Undertaker, for for example, like he has so much respect for the business. Like, I feel like if there's going to be a guy that is retired, stays retired because that's what you're supposed to do. It's going to be The Undertaker. For the longest time, it, it was Shawn Michaels. But even he wound up coming back and doing one more match. It was a tag team match, but he wound up coming back and having one more match after what was supposed to be a retirement. Now, fun fact, this is the last thing I'll say, is I never, in my career as a wrestler, I never used the word retire. Um, because I, I, I'm one of those people that if I come to the terms that I'm thinking about using the word retired, that means I, there is no chance of me stepping back into a wrestling ring in some sort of performing aspect. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, The company is closed. Um, I am on, I mean, I guess at this point I, I, I have said the word retired in private conversations because I have no plans to ever step foot back into a wrestling ring. I haven't come out and publicly said I am, I am formally announcing my retirement. I this is never going to happen again, blah, blah, blah. I haven't done that on, on a public realm, Mm -hmm. but my mind and my heart. No, I mean, it would have to be a pretty significant, pitch for me to even think about eh, maybe I got one more in me you know what I mean but okay. I like I know I got one more in me but it doesn't necessarily mean I have to do it you know I could go in there tomorrow become world champ <laughs> but I digress all right 
Let's get back to listwoo.com and their uh, top 10 geek movies. Uh, most of these I've seen. A couple of them I have not. This first one at number 10 is one I have not. The Net. Uh, Sandra Bullock is the software analyst who stumbles upon a hidden back door in the gatekeeper software installed on all government and military computer systems and then has her identity stolen by terrorists. Well, holy shit. Have you seen this? I think I have, but it was a very long time ago. This movie is from 1995. Okay. So, yeah. I I remember it coming out. Yeah, I vaguely remember seeing it, but not enough to really have like oh yeah that was hmm. who else was in that have you pulled up like it's official page or something you're gonna dennis be our miller. Dennis, <laughs> dennis miller from saturday night live yeah <laughs> okay uh jeremy northam <laughs> diane baker margo winkler ray mckinnon ken howard I'm just looking on uh, IMDb. Great, you are going to you are going to be our our research uh, coordinator. <laughs> Googler. <laughs> yeah, because like the 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 next one at number nine, I've not seen either. Again, I know of it. I've heard of it. I just never watched it. Um, I don't know. Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Now there, what they have here is Keanu Reeves is a data carrier who transports huge amounts of gigabytes in his brain. (laughs) (laughs) That is probably one of the most fun recaps I have ever read on anything. I I tell you, these folks over at listwoo.com is having a good time with this shit. Right? This movie is also from 1995. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Ivan Drago. Yeah. Uh, Henry Rollins. If he died, he died. <laughs> you are a mess. I was um, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's see who. Seems like there was other people. I vaguely, again, vaguely remember this movie. Um, let's take a look. Those were the two, like, Bigger names. Well, and obviously Henry Rollins. Yeah, I um, got. Uh, yeah, I yeah, not really. Um, Dina Meyer. Or she has like her face looks familiar, but I'm not familiar. Not familiar with her work. <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah. Well, look, so we're we're batting a thousand here. <laughs> I'm gonna make up for it right now. I'm gonna make up for it right now because coming in at number eight on this particular list top 10 geek movies is one that uh i'm a, i shit you not i probably have watched 400 times over the course of my lifetime and it was like the this is one of those movies nicole there there is a group of movies that when i think about them they bring up such feelings because these are movies that 
I would sit down with my brother and we would watch over and over and over to the point to where we could recite the entire movie line by line. Mm -hmm. He would be one character, I would be the other, and we would go back and forth. There's several movies like that, that we just had that connection with. We loved those movies. And even as adults, we would, he would like come over to my house or I would go over to his and we would, even if it was like just for an hour and a half, we would watch one of those movies and just reminisce about the first time we watched it and how old we were, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Coming in at number eight is Weird Science. And <laughs> there, this is one of those movies that um, even to this day, like I'll, they've been playing it a lot on TV lately. And like I hate watching movies on, that were made in the 80s on TV because a lot of what was said and done in the eighties does not age well in this day and age. So you no, get a very not. edited version on TV and it annoys the ever living shit out of me because I know what's supposed to, I know that movie like the back of my hand. Right. Mm. Um, so what what they have here is two 15-year-old geeks use a computer, a lightning bolt, and a Barbie doll to create the perfect woman. And that's, that's essentially it. Um, you get so many memorable scenes in this movie. Kelly LeBrock, who is the girl that they make, my Lord in heaven, like in, when that movie came out, she was on a level unto herself. Like yeah. she stood out like that movie really propelled her to the front of the line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Michael Hall and um, Bill Paxton. Yeah. It, the, those two characters and Robert Downey Jr. A very young mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. is in there. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's crazy when you go back and watch it. You're like, holy shit, that's Iron Man. That's the dude that is that is going to reinvent his career, get his shit back on on the right path. Because you know, a lot of people thought he was going to be one of one of those dudes that was going to die a very early age because mm -hmm. of some sort of substance abuse. But to see him turn that around, he becomes Iron Man, and like it changes everything for him. Uh, Weird Science, absolutely love it. It's so over the top. It's goofy, but I to this day, the bar scene when the kids get absolutely smashed is hilarious. Um, when they turn Chet into the big pile of shit, that's that's a good time. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> just so many. So many moments in that movie that really stand out. Where, is, where does Weird Science come on on your radar? I don't know. Um, it's been, again, it's been a really long time since I've seen that also. We've actually, just sidebar, I have started watching 80s movies with our kids. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize until you watch things as an adult how many things just go right over your head. Right. 
and we were watching Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead like two weeks ago and Anna like I Anna was asking me she's like what does that mean and I'm like I just pretended to be so engrossed in the movie like I didn't hear her because I did not (laughs) want to answer the question I don't even remember what it was about but I just literally remember thinking I don't want to talk about this or try to explain this so I'm just gonna pretend like I'm watching the show so intently that I didn't hear the question (laughs) and she'll move on but anyway, unrelated. Did she move on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank God. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's crazy because even sitcoms, you know, I started rewatching Alf here a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alf was at that time as wholesome of a show as you could get. But you go back and, re- and you rewatch it and you're like, wow. There's no way they could get away with that dialogue in this oh, day no. and age because everybody's yeah. so damn sensitive about everything. Right. But it was fun back then. All right. Uh, number seven, and this is the one that you're like, hey, this is on that list. I'm like, well, then this, this is what we're doing. I kind of feel like this. I mean, you talk about geek movies. I kind of feel like this needs to be like more towards the top instead of coming in at number seven. So you can only w- imagine based on the previous list that we've covered here from listwoo.com is uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the fucking nerds should be, I mean, if not at number one, it should be at number two. No, I agree. If, if you're talking about geek movies, this is what put geek movies on the map in a lot of aspects. Yes. The classic college campus movie where the nerds are harassed by the jocks but end up victorious and living in the jocks fraternity house while the jocks get stuck in, in the gymnasium. Um, probably not how I would have wrapped that up, but mm-hmm. again, one of the classic movies, and this was actually the first movie that I had to sneak to watch uh, just because of the content on there. Uh, what I mean by that is like I remember my parents rented this. I I don't I can't remember if it was on Betamax at that point or if oh it gosh. wasn't oh yeah. Or if it was an actual VHS, but like we would we sat at the top of the stairs, kind of going, you know, laying down so our heads are going down towards the stairs so we can kind of tilt our heads and see if we can get a glimpse. But I mean we could hear what they were saying, but we couldn't really see the screen, you know. So we got busted and because Jeff started laughing and um, shocking. <laughs> we're right. Blew our goddamn cover. Um, but then, I, you know, it wasn't too long after that. I was over at a, a buddy of mine's house that I grew up with in Hadley and he had gotten a copy of it and we watched it when his parents weren't home. You know, and like my mind was blown. Just some of the shit that they had put on there that I had seen and heard for the first time but to this day it's one i obviously don't watch the the tv version because you're getting a very watered down version oh yeah um but revenge of the nerds absolute classic um there's so many famous people in that movie yeah you know and a lot of them people don't know by name they know by face because even though they weren't maybe a-list headliners they were still in a lot of movies still did a lot of 
a lot of cool things on there. Um, Curtis Armstrong, who played Booger, uh, he he's been in all kinds of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? On on in movies, on TV. Like I think of him. Aside from Booger, I think of uh, he was the sidekick in Turbo Man. He was the sidekick to in the parade at the at or the the Jingle All the Way Christmas movie. Mm, yes, had, yes, yes. You had Schwarzenegger was being uh, Turbo Man, and then his little mascot gimmick guy that was Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> <laughs> he's got that voice you know what i mean yes. he has a very distinctive voice yes um but uh who who was the guy why can't i think of his name anthony something anthony edwards edwards thank Gilbert. you Gilbert. yes yes then he would go on to be in top gun and then later on er and mm-hmm. you know his his star really took off there for a little bit but it started as Gilbert. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Um, Ted McGinley. Yeah. God, what an asshole he played. Yes. Timothy Busfield. Well, that was Poindexter, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, John Goodman was the coach. Yep. Very young John Goodman. Like, yeah. you're like, damn, John Goodman. <laughs> James Cromwell. Skolnick. Yeah, uh, Lewis is dad. Yeah. Just a lot of familiar faces from other movies. You're like, oh, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, great movie. Obviously not one to watch with, with kids in the house or something Definitely like that. Not. <laughs> but, Definitely uh, not. Yeah, good. Courtney, Courtney Thorne-Smith. Do you remember her? Yes, I do. She was she on... Was um, on Melrose. Melrose Place. Yeah. Yeah. We're so old. We're so weird. We're those people now. <laughs> what the fuck is Melrose Place? It came out after 90210. <laughs> I only know that because Jeff, you know, really paid it. Jeff was all about 90210. Oh, Shock. me too. Me too. And I was like, okay. I still have recovered from... I have not recovered from Luke Perry dying in real life a few years ago. That was, look, straight up. like sad. Yeah, shocking. I just had, you know, I didn't really watch 90210. I knew of it. I mean, I watched some of it with Jeff just so it was something that he was into and I wanted him to feel like I was invested. Like, I paid attention to it. I knew what it was. I couldn't tell you. Oh, do you remember when this happened or when that? No, I don't remember that. I could tell you probably who the main characters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, take nothing away. Like, I I understood the impact that it made on pop culture. Yeah, Jesus, it was all over the place. And uh, Luke Perry was a very big part of that. So, yeah, I was bummed. I was, I was bummed, too. I was sad. I was like, man, that's mm-hmm. bad. That's just a bad thing because he seemed like a decent guy. I watched him in other movies and th- things like that, but yeah, that was bummed. Um, all right, back on track here. A lot of sidebars this week, Nicole. You need you need to stay on on topic here. 
I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Number six is Total Recall. Now, uh, I'm. I grew up in the era where the action adventure genre really took over like movies, you know, your Stallones, your, you know, Chuck Norris, your, you know, when they started getting more into the martial arts based thing, like with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal and all that, like I didn't really get into all that, but I was still very true to the Stallones and Schwarzeneggers here. Now, Total Recall, and I'm, I'm going to be straight up. I have never watched this thing all the way through. I have not either. Um, I remember trying to watch it. And for whatever reason, something just wasn't clicking. Now, I believe I have here one of the multi-movie disc things that I had gotten as a gift, probably from my kids. Um, like you get a four pack of Stallone movies that aren't Rocky or Rambo, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite collections. Actually, it's got like Tango and Cash and Cobra. Okay, um, but Schwarzenegger has one, and I have it here. And I feel like Total Recall is one of them in there. And I really need to go watch that, make myself sit down and actually watch that because I feel like I can't really be a Schwarzenegger fan without watching that particular movie because it came when when it came out it was a big deal sharon stone was in there i believe and i had a thing for for sharon stone uh, back in the day like i just thought she was so damn sexy even today like she still looks pretty good that uh that one time of her crossing and uncrossing her life (laughs) i'm here to tell (laughs) you Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has his mind implanted with a virtual trip to Mars only to discover that he is not who he thought he was and that he was on a mission is how listwoo.com has summed up total recall. So I don't really have a whole lot of info on that movie, which really surprises me because it is an, an, an Arnold flick. Um, but for the reasons I laid out, this wasn't, this wasn't my bag, I guess, as is number five here. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Took me so off guard trying trying to choke myself to death. Um sneakers. I've sneakers. never heard of this movie. I I mean I I heard of it because I thought it was about basketball shoes. Come to find out it's not. It's Robert Redford and a team of fellow hackers are commissioned to the National Security Agency to retrieve a Russian decoder device. Um, it's from 1992. Who knew that 30 years later? <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a lot of big names in this one, too. Is there? <clears throat> Robert Redford, Sidney yep. Poitier, River what? Phoenix, Dan Aykroyd, Ben Kingsley, uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, Timothy Busfield. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Is he going to be our official week movie? <laughs> like, is he the common thread? <laughs> what do you think he's doing nowadays? Do you think he is like his his number is in the phone book? We could you know dial him up. Hey Tim, 
I probably realize you're not doing much of anything these days. You want to be a reoccurring guest on our podcast because we've mentioned you a couple times now, Poindexter. You do you have that uh, fucking violin sitting in the closet somewhere? Why don't do you, you whip me up a jam real quick? <laughs> do you think that he is like um, doing cameos for like fifty dollars? <laughs> like you can buy a cameo of him, him wishing you happy birthday. Probably is. Uh, those those things are are pretty cool. Have Have you looked into that before? Um, I have not. I know my parents have gotten them for my brothers before, mm-hmm. but um, uh, by the way, he was born in Lansing, Michigan, <laughs> Timothy Busfield. Oh. And um, do you know who he's married to? It's his third wife. No. Melissa Gilbert. Shut up. Yeah, the little house on the prairie. Yes. <laughs> no. I promise. Since 2013, like well, maybe like nine years. Yeah. Isn't that okay, crazy? So that is crazy. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm just. See, the quick. geeks went out in the long run anyway. They wind up with the hotties because Melissa Gilbert was a hottie back in the day. Right. Huh. Yeah, I'm not sure there's, what. Uh... There's hope for me yet. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's right. That's I kid, right. I kid, I kid. All right. Yeah. Sneakers. I I feel like I need to check that out. That's an all-star cast. Yeah. I mean, Dan Aykroyd? Okay, mm-hmm. I'll check it out. James Earl Jones? Let, look, that, there's a man I, I could listen to talk for hours on end. Right. I love that dude's voice. Me too. Oh, yeah. He is. If I was going to have somebody narrate my documentary, it would be James Earl Jones. Dude's got an amazing voice. Um, Number four is another one of these movies, Nicole, that gets me right in the feels, man. And, um, you know, sidebar here. uh, I remember it was uh, Christmas of 87 i want to believe i want to say it was and um one of the christmas gifts that santa brought the family was a brand new vcr um he also brought my brother and i respectively our very first uh vhs movies uh that we own i was gifted teen wolf jeff was gifted number four here the first Ghostbusters. And to this day, when I watch Ghostbusters, the original one in in 84, Mm -hmm. I think about going to the movie theater the summer it came out. And I, yep. And I remember sitting down with Jeff and watching our new movies. And I let him watch his first. And we sat there and watched that movie. And anytime I watch it now, like my children, I have passed my fanfare of Ghostbusters on to my children. My children love the movies, even the ones that the one that had the the girls in it, the reboot, mm-hmm. which I appreciate, too. Not as good as the original, but I still appreciate it. Um Ghostbusters is one of those it's one of those classic classic movies like 
I feel like there are there are movies that just stand out on their own because of what they are, what they the success that, that it had and the impact that it made on all of us in some way, shape, or form. Especially us as kids in that time, we were the demographic. You know what I mean? And they had us hooked. And uh yeah, so Ghostbusters is very high on my list as well. Um where does that land on on your radar um love it it's again same saw it in theaters as a kid remember being absolutely terrified of stave puff marshmallow man when he's like marching down the that's in that is that in the the original and i'm not making yeah. it up for the sequel nope. am i okay no nope. the sequel was was the painting that came to life okay and in the i the woman I, why is it when she is like possessed or whatever there is no dana there is only zool thank you <laughs> part still i'm like oh that was what Sigourney Weaver. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, Rick mm-hmm. Moranis. Rick Moranis, <laughs> the nerdy neighbor, Louis Tully. Uh, mm-hmm. The scene where the possessed uh, gargoyle winds up in his uh, closet and, he, and it starts barking. He says, okay, who brought the dog? And then the thing comes, you know, blasting out of the closet. Mm -hmm. That scene makes my dad laugh so hard to this day. Like, I remember watching it with him for the first time and him just laughing his ass off at that scene. So anytime I see that scene, my dad pops in mind. But, you know, the it would spawn really a franchise. You know, they did an original sequel the original cast Mm -hmm. um then they did the reboot and then the the continuation of the story with afterlife which i haven't seen yet um and i really want to so uh number three i remember this movie but i didn't see it uh war games with matthew broderick pre Mm -hmm. ferris bueller uh, Matthew Broderick hacks into a military supercomputer and almost starts World War III. That sounds alarming. <laughs> I believe Ali Helen Sheedy Hunt was in that movie. Oh, was it Ali, Ali Sheedy? Ali Sheedy, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I was a fan of hers back in the day too. Yeah. What is she doing? She was like a not much of anything. So many eighties. Because she was in Breakfast Club, too, wasn't she? Breakfast Club, Short Circuit. Um, she did a small uh, cameo appearance in Home Alone 2, I believe it was. And uh, she was uh, at the airport when he got to New York. And uh, she's the one that reveals to him that he had indeed landed in New York City. <clears throat> now, uh, so yeah, not I don't have anything on war games. Like I, I knew about it, but I didn't see it. Same. Matthew Broderick didn't come across my radar until Ferris Bueller. 
and anything after that just does not register with me. Although he was pretty decent in The Cable Guy. That was a, that was a pretty creepy movie. Did you ever see that with him and Jim Carrey? Yeah. So creepy. <laughs> the porno password is foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. All right. Number two here, and this is fun that it's, I would, I don't know. This is actually, like I said at the top of the program, this is going to be our first real movie deep dive over on the Power Tripping through the 80s podcast. Coming in at number two is Back to the Future. Uh, Michael J. Fox travels back in time and docks old DeLorean. That's all they have here. Uh, uh, Again, one of those movies that is a staple of my childhood. Saw this thing when it first came out in 1985. We were visiting my grandfather, my mom's dad, in Kentucky. And we saw this movie at a theater, some small town in Kentucky. And um, it, to this day, is like on the level of Ghostbusters and the level of Rocky and things of this, the Blues Brothers, like Back to the Future is very, very, very high on my list on my all-time absolute favorite movies. One of, one of those movies I will I will stop. If, if I'm scrolling through and I see it's on, I will stop and watch a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that movie. Where you at on it? Love it. It's yeah. funny because, like, through this list, I'm like, I actually have to save this list, woo, for movies to watch with my kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, list woo did a pretty good job here. I mean, I'm I don't necessarily agree with the order of them, especially oh, no, when yeah. when I get to number one here, and I know that there will be some people be like, well, how could that not be number one? Well, because I'm not a fan of this flick. I'm not a fan of this saga as it were mm-hmm. uh, just isn't my wheelhouse because i've never really been a big science fiction guy i've never right. really been like there's gotta be and i know this is going to sound stupid because i i am such i have such an appreciation for like the the superhero movies love the superhero movies i don't read the comics so i have no basis of comparison versus what was printed in comic books as the origin of their individual stories to what is being presented on film. And there's a lot of people that just are up in arms about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't register to me because I don't know. I'm watching it based on what's being presented to me in cinematic form. But my biggest problem with science fiction movies are I don't, fundamentally, I just can't buy into them. I just, I can't get my brain to suspend that disbelief long enough to enjoy what's happening here. Like they could have all the special effects and have the great acting and things of this nature, but it just isn't going to come across my radar because of the genre that it is. And that's unfortunate. And I wish I wasn't like that because I hear good things about the movie at number one here. And that's the matrix. Another one with Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu fights the the sentient machines while discovering that the reality perceived by humans is actually a simulated version created to subdue humankind. 
It just sounds too goddamn complicated for me. Like, I don't want to have to sit there and struggle to keep shit in order so what I'm watching makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. That sounds very complicated to me. I don't want to have to sit there and struggle to pay to understand what the fuck is happening in a movie. I watch the movie to relax. Although, you know, if you're going to watch a horror flick, you're going to be all tense and stuff like that. But you're getting some sort of sort of rush out of that or else right. why in the hell are you watching it? Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes with, with anything, really. Um, so, I mean, The Matrix, I know, very popular. has It's, it's been spoofed on. It's been this. It's been that. Has iconic scenes in it. The whole, you know, where they're dodging yeah. the bullets and shit like that, and the dudes in the blue or the black suits. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, just not my bag, man. Just not my bag. It's one yeah, of your faves, same. isn't it? No. <laughs> no, this was one where I've seen like a few minutes of it. It just, like you, it's just not my thing. Yeah. And, and that's great. Um, you know, I mean, that's great. Other people really, it's a very popular movie, but yeah, just not my thing. No, I'm... I mean, it's very, it's, it's individualized. You know, for example, I am a big a- Adam Sandler fan. Like I, I love just about everything that he does. Mm-hmm. There are people I know that absolutely cannot stand him. Think that he is the unfunniest Thomas. dude there yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. very sophomoric juvenile this thing i think yeah i mean some of his movies are completely out there they're supposed to be mm-hmm. it's supposed to be fun um that's just his his brain of comedy is is what registers with me you know um so i mean you're not ever going to create a list where a hundred percent of the people are going to agree with it you know there oh, are people now there are people that probably live in basements that have black walls with green stripes that look like some sort of you know, dimensional thing that you would see in the matrix. Well, bless your heart. If that's, <laughs> you know, if that's what makes you happy, by all means, enjoy your, your matrix room. I, that, that's fantastic. I think everybody should have that one thing that they can dive into, that they can be invested in that brings them legitimate happiness. You know, if I had my way, if I had my way right now, there wouldn't be a space on any of these walls. I would have my shit on display all over the place. I don't, you know, I just don't have that capability right now because I have a lot of shit. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, man, like, that's what makes you happy. Cool. Personally, I probably would have put Back to the Future at number one, Ghostbusters at number two. That's just my personal preference here. That's yeah. how I I would have done it. Yeah, no, I agree. The 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 ranking is off, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, well, yeah, Revenge of the Nerds needs weird sign. Like, just yeah. I don't. Yeah, know that that, that would be list. okay. List. Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, Weird Science. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Um, you know, the ones that I hadn't seen, like uh, Total Recall and Johnny Mnemonic and Sneakers or whatever, like all that shit would be down at the. They actually they wouldn't even be on my list. How could they be on my list if I'd never seen them? 
True. I, Very I, true. You know, I put space balls on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> well, is. Yeah. Why is that not? That's a good point. Uh, where's Masters huh. of the Universe? I would put Masters of the uh, you know awful movie, but it you know it registers with me. Love sure. that movie. It's terribly done, but I loved it because of <laughs> what it was and sure. what and what what it meant to me. Um, you know, there's there's other geek movies out there. I mean, why? I don't know. Very weird. Where's American Pie? Could American Pie be be considered a geek movie? No. Why? Why? There's a I, lot I of geeks in there. Yeah, but I don't think. Yeah, but no. Yeah. I get it. You just yeah. like being confrontational. I don't understand why. <laughs> Always first. Listen. Is, is there something across my face that says, fuck with me? <laughs> yes, and I have my secret decoder ring is why I can see it. Is that what it is? 100%. Did, did you get that from your oval team? <laughs> I did. Back off! <laughs> Be sure to drink your oval team. Son of a bitch! Oh, that is a fun movie, too. I can't wait to talk about Christmas stuff. That's coming up here real quick. Can you believe we're yes. in the month of September? Oh, my gosh. Ridiculous, is it not? 100%. Labor Day is now in the rear view as, as this drops, and fall officially begins, what, on the 22nd, 21st? 21st yeah. or 22nd of this month, and um, man, oh, man. Football season is here. College is here. NFL starts here this week. And baseball season is winding down. They're starting to kind of figure out the playoffs. And it's just uh, just crazy to look back and just think of how fast this year has gone by. And, you know, I, for me personally, I, you know, I can totally understand. There's just been a lot, a lot of shit. A lot of moving parts, a lot of, you know, a, just a lot of things happening. And, yeah. um, you know, we're finally starting to um, find some degree of uh, some, some idea of what things are going to look like moving forward. You know, going into the latter part of this year, going in into next year on a personal level and a professional one, because, um, you know, I've I've mentioned before, you know, here and on the air, on in crosstalk and personal con uh, conversations, like, you know, I'm I'm kind of done fucking around here, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm done, I'm done. In I'm done being in the position that I'm currently in. Yeah. And like when you start going through things of that nature, you start going through a number of different emotions. A lot of which are ill feelings. They're they're triggered. They're they're fueled 
by ill feelings, but I have always tried to be the type of guy that when I recognize that um, something less than ideal is happening, I will go above and beyond to rechannel that energy. You know, turn all that negative energy into fuel to do something more productive and something more positive. That's probably why the online store over at cafepress.com forward slash PFC network. I don't know if you've heard about it before. Um, That's probably why it's got like 75 new items uploaded this weekend. Because I I used that time that I look. I'll, I'll be straight up. I have gone, I have been as angry as I've been for any length of time. I've been sad. I haven't been this level of sad in a long time. Um, so I'm going to utilize that time. I'm going to utilize that, that energy in a more productive, a more positive manner. And I think that's where why I'm so excited about like this new show with Sean is because it gives me another, it allows me to tap into a different part of my personality to a different part of what makes me who I am. And the eighties is very much a huge part of that. That's when we grew up, that was where our formative years, you know, and you, you think about the different aspects, you know, it's something to look forward to instead of dreading what isn't happening or what you don't what you would like to happen is not happening yeah on what on whatever level and instead of sitting or dwelling on that be like all right well look we're going to utilize this time somewhere else and this is what we're doing and i don't know you know you everybody deals with adversity differently some people just let it pound pound the fuck right out of them to the point to where they get knocked down. They don't know how to get back up. And even though there's opportunity for assistance and help and things of this nature, they choose not to because they want to try to do it themselves. Um, you know, who is it for anybody to tell them if that's the right way or the wrong way? That's what they feel is right. You have to, re- to respect that to some degree. But at the same time, um, I have to get it in my mind that I'm not going to save the world, even though I want to. I, you know, I wish I had the answer to make everybody happy. I wish I had the answer that make everybody, in some way, shape, or form, reduce the level of stress and anxiety that the, that they feel. Because I. I know I hate feeling like that. And I know other, you know, nobody likes feeling those kinds of feelings. I don't even know why the fuck I got on, on this sidebar. But at the same time, I just, listen, the bottom line is um, this network and the shows that we do on it and everything that I put into it, like I put just as much thought and effort into this as i did with the wrestling company it's just taking on different forms and fashions it isn't 
the physical part of setting the wrestling ring up or hauling the shit or writing the scripts and all of this stuff. It's still that level of excitement and anticipation and preparation. It's just, it comes in, 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 in different ways. Now it's more of a mental thing and it's, you know, writing ideas down and thinking about how I'm going to actually use my voice to entertain versus using my body as my my instrument of entertainment. And I know that sounded really fucked up, but I realized I'm just going to shut up now. Like, and I saw you going down that path, and I'm like, oh, he's going to say it. He's I did. say it. Yeah. My body is entertainment. We're done. I don't think I can. There is no recovering that from this week anyway. We're going to just let that stew for a little while. And we'll try this again next week. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, hold, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Of course. Of course. So, I, yeah, I don't even know why I went on that sidebar. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been a long few weeks. You know what I'm it, saying? I feel you. Yeah. Same. Uh, I'm just, I'm... I come on here and I, and I want to use this platform to do good, you know, to inspire people, to motivate people, to let people know that, yeah, things are maybe less than ideal, but man, it could be so much worse. And sometimes I, you know, life will remind you of that, uh, whether you want to be reminded or not, that's just how it is. And, um, you know, it, it takes, you got to have the bad days, the bad times to appreciate the good ones. And um, with with everything, you know, there's there's a lesson to be learned. Sometimes it's not as obvious as others, but at the same time, you know, it's there. It's right next to where they keep the silver lining in every situation. You know, you just got to look for it. It's there, so... Um, I have nothing else. I'm just kind of rambling here. Um, <laughs> I have nothing else to, to go on with this week. Anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good. Uh, well, this is going to be a pretty quick turnaround. I mean, we're recording this on Monday the 5th, and this drops at midnight on Tuesday the 6th. So, a uh, very fresh, raw, you know, very fresh episode here. So, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, having you on, I'm glad we're we've been able to do this here the last couple of weeks, and we've made the schedules come in alignment, and uh, it's it's been good, it's been good yeah. to have you back on the show. So, Happy to uh, <clears throat> I mean, anybody's got any kinds of uh, feedback, questions, comments, that type of thing, show topic ideas, shout outs, anything of the sort. You can find our contact information at claustotheheart.net, or you can find us over on Facebook and send us a direct message to our Facebook page. Uh, and uh, one more time, real quick, um, the official online store of the PFC Podcast Network, cafepress.com forward slash PFC Network. Find all the great merchandise featuring the logos and designs of all of your favorite shows here. I think that's all my plugs. Well, stay tuned for all of our, our social media platforms. The debut of Power Tripping Through the 80s is coming up on Wednesday. 
uh, made the new uh, the real podcast. A new episode will drop on Saturday, and then the Turnbuckle Time Machine returns next Monday. So, a lot of happening, a lot of things happening here on the network, and um, you can stay tuned on on Facebook and KlausToTheHeart.net. So, with that. For Nikki Felsoni, I'm Jason Klaus. Be awesome to yourselves and to each other. We'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm.